You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Welcome back to the channel. I've always considered fall and spring to be my more productive seasons. I don't know if that's the same for you, but it always seems like that's when I start to reevaluate things and make plans going forward. And I naturally tend to dive back into things like journaling and exercise more around those times than any other part of the year. So with that in mind, today I'm going to share 10 things that will help you to get more done in less time every day. And the point of this productivity and being more efficient isn't so that you can do more stuff and just pile more and more onto your calendar, but more so that you can be efficient with the things that you're already doing and have more space to breathe and more space in your day to do the things that you want to do and spend with the people that you want to spend it with. So most of us have a whirlwind of tasks to accomplish in any given week and would love to have the ability to expand our time to fit our daily to-do list requirements, which is kind of the opposite of the way we want to be working. But while it is, of course, not really possible to expand time, we can definitely gear ourselves to get more done in less time. So that's what we're going to be talking about here today. The truth is you will likely never achieve a point in life where you have absolutely nothing to do. Even if you were given like a million dollars to sip Corona on a beach somewhere with a private robot to fulfill all of your everyday needs, your brain would still create problems to solve and tasks to accompany those problems. That's just how our brains operate. And a part of what brings us happiness is completing those tasks and solving those problems and having a purpose. So if we're going to be completing tasks and projects anyway, as part of our daily lives, then the question becomes, how can we do this in a positive and pleasant way, as opposed to the method that leaves us feeling depleted and overwhelmed all the time. So there are 10 things that I personally do on on a regular basis to keep my days unclogged and running smoothly while actually accomplishing more. Number one is to relieve your brain. When things get out of control in your mind because you have too many thoughts rolling around, it can cause you to switch into reactionary mode. And this is when you're like running around, putting out fires, but don't really feel like you're accomplishing anything. It's really inefficient and it just burns your time and energy fast. The best thing that you can do in this case is to do something that I call relieving your brain. Getting the thoughts out and onto paper to where you can make logical decisions decisions and prioritize them. There are a lot of different methods to go about this and they have different names. I've heard it called brain dumping where you literally just sit down and you dump out every thought and concern and project and task that's in your brain. You can also do something called a stream of consciousness journaling, which is something that I've written about before as being one of my favorite methods of journaling where you just put down every thought and concern that crosses your mind in any given period of time onto paper and it just feels really cathartic and relieving. But most of us probably do it in the form of a never-ending to-do list, which can have pros and cons. Like if you're making a list of all of your thoughts in more of a cathartic, brain-relieving type of way, then that's great. But if you're putting it all on a list of things that you need to do today or tomorrow or this week, then you're probably going to find that you're still in that cycle of frustration and overwhelm because you're just not able to do all of the things that are existing inside of your brain. The goal here is that you don't have to just power through and take everything as it comes. If you take those few extra minutes to get the thoughts out and the ideas onto paper, then you're able to have some mental relief. And then you can also pull back and make smarter decisions about where you want to go moving forward. This also helps to keep down distractions from 
multiple tasks at once because you're not jumping between things in your head. You know, I've talked about multitasking and context switching and how multitasking isn't real because what you're actually doing is jumping back and forth from task to task and losing time and efficiency in that process. Well, we can sometimes do that when our brains are overwhelmed, just kind of jumping back and forth between thoughts and things that we need to do. But when you have those things written down and you can prioritize the things that are in front of you, you gain more mental space to be more efficient. Number two is that I always, always, always apply the Pareto principle. So the Pareto principle just states that for many events, roughly 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. So I apply some version of this principle to just about every area of my life. Consider that 80% of your results are likely coming from 20% of your projects and tasks. So that means if you were to scatter out a long list of your to-dos and do that whole to-do list brain dump that I talked about, only 20% of those things are probably making a worthy impact just statistics wise. So the key is to get really good at identifying that powerful 20%. And once you identify them, then you can plan the actions necessary to move forward with efficiency, focusing more on those 20%. Now, if you identify a task as not falling into the 20% of big producers, then there are some questions that you can ask yourself. And I got these from Kate Northrup. She says, first of all, does this need to be done at all? Does this need to be done by me? And can this be done later? Number three is to focus less on your feelings. Now, I'm generally a proponent of following your intuition and making decisions that feel good for you. However, when it comes to getting things done, our feelings are typically not on our side. We waste a lot of time and energy pumping ourselves up to do something or like getting ready, trying to motivate ourselves. And these are generally clever words for activating procrastination and dread. I wonder what percentage of our lives are spent in procrastination, doing absolutely nothing other than just dreading the actions that we need to take. Here lately, I've been trying to practice just totally ignoring that emotion and seeing what happens because I believe that this is a habit that we can build. You can either build a habit of automatically doing the thing that we don't feel like doing and just getting it done. Or we can build a habit of sitting and procrastination and dread and not doing the thing. So it feels a lot like just plugging your nose and taking the shot of bad cough syrup. You just do it fast. And the cool thing is, like you probably noticed, once you take that first tiny step, you've already passed the point of procrastination. It's like you've busted through that first little threshold, crossing that line from dread to implementing, even if you just barely started. So that's why the tiny first steps are generally the most important. Relieve your brain with a brain dump, and then decide which ideas and tasks are part of the effective 20%, trim the excess, and then finally focus on the first small steps of action rather than your emotions that are saying, I don't feel like it. Number four is to batch. I batch everything from recording content for this channel and the website to cleaning the house and everything in between. Everything is batched. Batching has been such a huge game changer for me in overcoming procrastination, especially when I know that there are going to be weeks where I have no motivation, no energy, and just feel mentally drained. If I plan ahead for that by batching, then I'm able to work and create from a place of freedom and creativity instead of feeling oppressed by all of the tasks. And that really just reduces the resistance, which increases the efficiency and speed with which you tend to get things done. Not to mention you're removing that multitasking and context switching and jumping from one type of project to another and mentally getting your brain on board. It really just allows you to optimize everything that you do. So if you haven't heard of it before, batching essentially is just doing a whole bunch of one type of task or project at a single time. Whenever you go into your calendar, making sure that you're blocking off time to get a whole bunch of this one type of task or project done while you're in the zone. 
and then you don't have to worry about it for a while. Which brings me to number five, which is to structure your tasks. Use a calendar, use an outline when it makes sense or is necessary, use reminders, just use the tools that you need that are gonna help to structure your tasks so that they are in your face and more easily able to be consumed. Structuring your tasks is just a great way to really increase your efficiency and your productivity. And it helps you to make sure that things have time scheduled for them so that they're not being forgotten about and pushed to the back end. Which brings us to number six, give tight deadlines, which is something that I mentioned on things that waste your time every day. But one of the things that waste your time every day and really slows down your efficiency is giving yourself too much time. There's that saying that tasks and projects will expand to fill the amount of time allotted, basically saying that the more time you give yourself, the more time it's going to take because you're going to make sure that you use up all of that time. But if you give yourself tight deadlines, even if you don't stick to the deadlines, you're more likely to get more done in less time than you would if you gave yourself a very large expansive deadline. Number seven is to automate, which is one of my favorite things to do. I do most of my automations digitally to where most of the repetitive tasks happen on the back end so that I'm not having to go in and manually do all of these repeat tasks like over and over again. It's just like time given back to you on your schedule and in your calendar. But even aside from the digital world, you can automate things in your home by using systems. So I've shared some of my systems here on the 15 systems that have simplified my life. But basically creating home systems is like an engine that keeps things running smoothly and lets everybody know what's expected of them and when and where and all of the good things. So everybody's on the same page. It just automates general daily functions. So whether you're automating digitally on the back end or via systems inside of your home, automation is just generally a great way to free up tons and tons of your time. Number eight is to delegate. You don't have to do everything yourself. I think a lot of times we really get stuck on this whole, well, nobody can do it like me. Nobody can do it as good as me. And then you start feeling bad about being the person who's doing everything. There are a lot of things that other people are capable of doing. And that may mean that you have to sit back while they learn how to do it the way that you would like to have it done. But delegating is just going to free up so much of your time. And there are a lot of different ways that you can delegate. You know, if you're working, you can delegate to an assistant. If you're talking about at home, you can delegate to a partner or to your your kids. Life is easier when tasks are shared and when one person isn't trying to take on just the lion's share of everything. Number nine is to audit and optimize. If you are not doing some kind of quarterly or annual or just general auditor evaluation of how you're spending your time, what you're investing your energy into, what's filling your schedule and optimizing that, then you're going to find that you never get caught up on your time. It's like that is a necessary step in order to just really optimize and make sure that you have more free time and that you're able to enjoy the time that you have. So I'm a huge proponent of evaluating and auditing and gathering the data, whether you're gathering data for your home and the belongings that you're collecting or gathering the data for what's going into your schedule. It's just a really important part. And once you get that data, then you can do number 10, which is to prune. You know, we talked about the Pareto principle and identifying the 20 from the 80% and then digging even deeper into that 80% to see, does this even really need to exist at all in my schedule? Those things that are decidedly no should be pruned. Don't just leave something there because you're used to doing it or because you feel bad not doing it, you know, or getting into people pleaser mode. Just some things don't belong on your schedule or in your to-do list and should be removed. And just in removing that, you're going to find so much relief and you're going to have more time to get the things done that really do need to get done and that you do want to be focusing your time and energy on. I always love the comparison to a plant. You know, when you're growing a plant, which we 
all know I'm terrible about, you have to prune the dead leaves. Or if you're talking about a fruit tree, you know, you prune the limbs that aren't producing any fruit so that the other limbs will continue to produce more and better fruit. You know, you have to focus your nutrients because you only have so many resources, you only have so much time, and so you are depleting from other areas when you don't prune the things that are just naturally wasting that time. So those are 10 ways to get more done in less time every day. Now, if you want to get a jump start on that audit and optimize step, which is actually a really great place to start looking at the past before you move on to the future, then I'm going to go ahead and leave a link here for 40 things that may be wasting your time. And I will chat with you next week. <laughs>